0: Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome! I'm going to say uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good night fam, good morning fam. Oh my gosh, okay. Anyways, whenever you're listening to this, I'm hoping you're having a good time. Uh, this is Timmin's podcast. My name is Timmen. I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, actually, in this episode... Lincoln and I are hosts, co-hosts for this one, Um, and so, uh, you know, it's a nice, beautiful Monday morning here, I'm uh, recording this live from my studio, which is actually just my office, and (laughs) someday we'll be a studio maybe, fresh coat of snow, uh, a little coffee in my system, and I am just ready to roll. Um, So I'm excited to bring this conversation to you guys. I sat down with this uh, awesome individual named Christian Soto. He owns a company, a business called Dedicated Detailing. And he has someone that was listening to to my podcast and and found out about it. And I've met him a couple times and talked to him. And he reached out and he said, man, I just really uh, love the conversations you're having and talking to the people that you're talking to. Um, I went to high school with a bunch of these people and it just, I learned more about them when, when I listened to your podcasts and, man, that really just touched me. Like it was just amazing to just hear that. Like it's encouraging to hear that. And so I said, Hey man, um, let me check out what you're doing. And also I'd love to have you on the podcast. And so, Hey, here we are. Um, and this was a little bit prior to him leaving for Vegas um doing some awesome car things. And so I want to get him on the podcast. and We're going to chop it up and do round two. I know I say that about everyone, but Christian for sure. I'm going to sit down and talk to him for round two. Uh, Christian has a really cool story. And uh, he's, uh, first off, he's a hard worker. You can definitely tell that. I went and visited his shop. But he's done something unique. He's taken something from nothing and created um, a, a, a very niche uh, avenue that he just dominates and will continue to dominate i have full belief in that so um anyways i'm gonna stop talking but uh yeah guys enjoy this conversation with christian so thanks all right i think we're good welcome dude thank you yeah <laughs> introduce don't... yourself man uh
1: so i'm christian soto i own uh dedicated detailing in Goshen indiana yep um, Mostly like car restorations now. I don't really detail as much as I used to. I don't really wash cars or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot different than what people think. That's why I invited you out last night. I was like, I want to yeah. show you what I do to that way. Take a look at that way well, you can I understand you, it.
0: I gave it a shout out a couple couple weeks ago, or, or well, by the time this is Monday posted, it'll be a couple weeks yeah. weeks ago. Um, and the, you know, I didn't really know what it was. And then, uh, actually going to your shop opened up my eyes a lot more to see what it was. And we, let's talk about how we met. (laughs) Um, I think we met at yellow season.
1: Yeah. 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 So so I've known Abe since like seventh grade. Yeah. So we we went to high school together and we ran together. So I've known him for a while. And then I saw that thing, uh, that he was hosting. And I was like, Oh, well, I really, I haven't supported him as much as I'd like to. And uh, that was a perfect time.
0: It was a perfect time. And we also have Lincoln here.
2: Hey, guys. What's up?
0: <laughs> uh, Lincoln is um, my like expert car, car guy in my life. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so
2: not an expert. Well, just,
0: people you know, tell me do.
2: things on the internet, and I believe them. And that's, <laughs> that is what my car knowledge is.
0: <laughs> so I thought it would be good to have him on this podcast. Too. He just knows enough to, like. you can have a conversation with him. Right.
2: I can really offend some people, yeah. <laughs> should be a good podcast.
0: <laughs> it should be a good podcast. Dude, yeah, so dedicated detailing. Man. Yeah. Like, Well, okay, first off, I want to know, like, what's your origin story? So,
1: you know, I, I've been, like, every time you ask people that, I've been, like, debating whether, like, to be completely fully honest or not. Oh, yeah, dude. And so, like, I, I wrote it down, and then I've just been, like, holding myself back, and, like, should I do it I not <laughs> do it? But, like... You had a you had a podcast with uh um with someone and I was just like like do I really want to be fake in terms of like where I come from and I was just like ah, I'll be I'll be honest so like I I I was born in Mexico okay. and then uh like when I was four or five we came to the United States you know living like any other immigrant family does like we found our way to Goshen and um and. Right when I got into like school here, because I came right at kindergarten, uh, I really didn't like being stereotyped as like an immigrant. So okay. I, I hated I hated that I didn't I couldn't communicate with my classmates. I hated that I was put in a different class because you know you you don't it's English it's a second language you have to put in ESL yeah all this stuff. I hated being like secluded to that because I felt dumb. Not that you should, but like for me, I was like, am I not smart enough to be with them? Right, and um, so. Like, right when I, like, went into kindergarten, I was like, all right, I want to learn English. I want to, I I want to be normal. And usually, a lot of people that, like, are in ESL and stuff like that, you have to, like, I think it's, you have to pass the test for, like, three years in a row or something like that. And I don't even remember taking that test aside of elementary, which some people, you know, they go middle school and high school and they don't pass it. Really? Wow. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I passed it right away. I got out of it. I you know mid mid elementary i i i was kind of like normal per se and i was taking normal classes doing normal things and uh I, I just hated being being portrayed as like the immigrant and almost like feeling like someone feeling bad for me so i never really like showed the immigrant side of me but like the older i got the more i realized like wow that's something to actually be proud of like yeah it's that, not part of who you are yeah you, i did something Interesting. like out of nothing and and um you know, just the older I got, the more I realized, like, wow, I don't want to be ashamed of like where I came from.
0: Yeah, no, that's huge. So I have a question: um, When you came across or came to the U.S., did you guys go sp- like straight to Goshen, or you yeah. Like, yeah? Oh wow, okay. yeah. So, so like cross and then and then just stepped right over here.
1: Yeah, so we came here legally. Okay, and then ah, we just yeah. overstayed our, our, our visa. Half of my friends in Goshen have came here <laughs> illegally. <laughs> I mean, that's... yeah, we got here legally. Yeah, and uh, we didn't. You know, I didn't have to face like crossing the border. And oh, all okay, that. very cool. Um, so we got here. Left my middle brother here in Mexico because he was still in high school, and my oldest brother he actually came here when, I, when he was like seventeen and started working in Texas. Oh, and wow. Then came back, took his girlfriend with him at eighteen. Came to Goshen and uh actually never asked him why he came here um but he came here and then he was he just he convinced my parents to come and then my my middle brother was like really good in soccer like he was gonna go to like play professionally so he stayed back yeah and then he started getting wild you know his grades dropped so um like two years later <laughs> they, they brought him back here <laughs> they're like you're coming here yeah,
0: yeah. that's that's crazy yeah so, so you got here when you were you said five yeah Okay. 2001. 2001. Right before uh, September 11th. Oh, wow. So
1: during that time, it was usually pretty easy to cross here or yeah. like come here. Because uh, there wasn't
0: as much security. That no. happened a lot across a lot of things. Yeah. Like security bumped up hardcore. Like we didn't have TSA before 2001. Exactly. So okay. you could
1: go to an airplane, you, you could fight the United States and get here pretty f-
0: easily without much effort at all. Yeah. And then just hang out here. And mm-hmm. that's crazy. So, so what did your parents do when they got here? Did they like start working? <laughs> yeah, or? they
1: worked at a corn dog factory. No uh, way, yeah. So, I fr- i hate corn dogs because I like I hated corn dogs with the smell, yeah, yeah. Because my parents would always come back and they'd have that distinctive, like, grease smell. And I was like, Jesus, that's disgusting. <laughs> and the first like couple months, I couldn't go to school, so actually, the security guard for that corn dog factory would babysit me. Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny.
0: That's great. So you would actually go to work with them? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. If uh, no one was there like babysitting me, he'd watch me for eight hours.
0: That's crazy. (laughs) Where is this corn dog? Is it like it's in like Middlebury? Middlebury? Yeah, I forget what it's called. It's still going on. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. Do they still work there? Are they working? No, no.
1: Uh, My dad works in a custom trailer factory. Okay. My mom doesn't work. Nice. All right.
2: Before we move on. top three uh corn dog factory horror stories <laughs> like the three worst things you heard from your parents about the the corn dog factory
1: well like a lot uh, of them like my i think my mom was like qc okay. and uh she just said like she was disgusted with the meats so i don't know how people eat this kind of stuff and then uh i don't know i was too young to really like cap sure like what was going on i just remember like i hated the smell i hated them smelling like grease all the time and uh and my mom hated specifically because it catches your hair really really bad so she would sit there and like wash wash your hair for like a couple hours and try to get that smell out yeah they, they, they weren't there for that long um like shortly after that like my dad found like a welding job and like he was there for like 15 years and my mom uh like became like a stay-at-home mom and like babysat other kids yeah and yeah it wasn't it was just like enough to like get on your feet and yeah get it was a
0: starter position yeah that's crazy so how many so you have an older brother a middle brother are you the youngest yeah
1: so my oldest brother is 15 years older than me and my middle brother is 10 years older than me wow yeah
0: so there's only three of you yeah wow that's crazy that's crazy. I was hoping to hear, like, someone lost their finger. <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't tell, like, a corndog. Yeah. No, they... <laughs>
2: I, I wanted that story as well. Yeah. yeah that
0: would have been... <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's crazy. So, you went... What uh, elementary school did you go to? Chandler. 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 Sure, oh, so right down the road. <laughs> yeah.
1: We actually lived on Madison. Oh, so really? So, I was, like, down the road from Chandler. Like, yeah, I could... I just I could, walk. T- yeah, 200 feet away, I'd walk. I, I mean, I remember during, like, September 11th when it happened... Like, they let us go home, really, because they didn't really want to explain what happened. Right. And I just walked home. and wow. And then uh, I just remember, like, turning on the TV and seeing all that stuff.
0: Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I was in fourth grade for that. That was yeah. crazy. That would have been kindergarten. Yeah. For me. Wow, yeah. And you can still remember it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah. I remember going home and, like, turning the on, TV on and, like, I wanted to watch cartoons, but it, the whole, like... tv was yeah same bro yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: it was that's all it was doing yeah
1: and when you when you like you don't know why you went home and you're like okay well woohoo i get to leave and go home early and you turn your tv on you're like wow what is this they didn't explain it to us they didn't tell us anything they're trying to baby us
0: yeah yeah which i mean you were in kindergarten Mm -hmm. understandable dude so you so when did you you said when did you pass your esl test um, you like had it in
1: like mid elementary because yeah. I don't, I didn't take
0: it at all during middle school or anything like that. Yeah, so you knocked it out where other people were. Yeah, that's crazy. So you had a drive just to like knock it out. Yeah, and you were aware of people's perceptions of you at early age too.
1: Yeah, you have to. I think you have to pass like three or two times in a row, something like that. I don't yeah. remember.
0: Yeah, so were you able to pick it up pretty fast? Did you like? How did you learn? Was it from those classes or was it more from like, um, the cartoons? Cartoons.
1: And, uh, yeah. Uh, the main thing was I wanted to get rid of my accent. Yeah, because accents, what you know, tells everyone where you're from. Right, and that's that's the main thing. I was like, okay, get rid of my accent. And do
0: you put the accent on the English or the accent even on the Spanish? In the
1: English, like okay. talking English, um, actually, I have kind of like a slight accent when I talk Spanish because, uh, the like reason. for the most part, I I talk English. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's crazy, man. Well, yeah, I I think what's cool is like, um. I mean, you're blessed to know two languages. Like, that's super cool. And a lot of people don't think about that. Like, I wish I knew how to speak Spanish. Yeah. Because if, if, if uh, there's just so many people that speak Spanish in so many different countries that speak Spanish, as well as English, too. But if you knew both, then you can operate in so many other places. Isn't English and um, Spanish, like, the second most important language? Besides, yeah. like... Maybe Chinese. Mandarin, yeah. Yeah, that might be the other one. <laughs> it's like
1: It's like English, Spanish, Mandarin. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, you can go almost anywhere, and most people will speak English or at least understand it. Yeah,
1: I've noticed that because during SEMA, um, when that happens, people come from all over the world. Most of them can speak pretty fluent English.
0: Yeah, yeah from like Switzerland, Sweden, Germany. Yeah, they're from like you know Africa. South and America. I
1: asked them, and I'm like, "When when did you get taught that?" And they're like, "Usually during elementary." Wow. Which I wish you know in the United States we would teach more foreign languages in elementary because that's when yeah. you really learn
0: yeah yeah well in your mind is able to actually adapt i mean yeah prime example right here you can speak both <laughs> languages. it's mostly from tv yeah yeah, yeah. we can watch like spanish german shows or sherman shows or something i've tried connected. to
2: watch telemundo and i just <laughs> yeah. it does not stick yeah
0: yeah it's all just it doesn't make any sense to me yeah
1: even even when i watch tv in spanish like i usually turn it up to english really just uh yeah that's crazy like uh what's that show called um Money Heist, I don't know if you watched it. on Netflix. It's super good. It's a, it, I think it was originally filmed in Spain. So it's all in Spanish, and they translate it to English. So for the most part, I've been watching it in, in English. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to watch a Money Heist. It's good. It's
0: really good. Yeah, I don't get enough time to watch TV <laughs> anymore. I'm too busy. I usually just listen to yeah. Netflix. Well, when I went to your shop, I saw you had Netflix on while you were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's the way to do it. Cause... So let's talk a little bit about that. I would like to hear kind of the story of... Um, Because you said, when we were talking yesterday, you talked a little bit about how your family owned a shop. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to hear kind of, like, what what that is. You talked a little bit about dedicated detailing, but just the, the again, origin story of that as well. So,
1: my family, um, my dad's brother, he owns a mechanic shop, and it's just by, like, Old Bag Factory. And so, I I worked there maybe, like, a couple months during the winter. Just because I was working, I started detailing out of like i didn't even own a garage I, I used my uncle's garage and um was this after high school yeah so or during high school as well so after after high school um you know i really didn't want didn't know what i want to do in my life i knew like college wasn't going to be what i wanted um and then after maybe two or three months i went to work at lippert with my brothers and they had been there for like 10 years so, for the most part, everyone knew me just because of my brothers. And I was started as, like, a forklift driver. And then, I think it was, like, two months after, I, I went into, like, the the office side of the, of Lipper. Because they, they physically told me that, like, Christian, you are too smart to be doing a dumb job. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I would always tell them, like, we could do this different and this, this, this. And I never, like, settled. And, um... And so, I, I got into the office position. I was, like, in a, an accounting and, in, in like, inventory. Um, just kind of, like, everywhere, basically, where they needed to meet. And then, a year after that, I was, like, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, it, this isn't the, the life I want to live. And I went to RVs and did RVs for a couple months. And while I was in RVs, I kind of started getting into, like, detailing on the side and doing all this little stuff. And then slowly like detailing started consuming my life because you know i was waking up at three in the morning going to work at dutchman i get out at 11 at the latest and then after that it was all detailing from like 11 in the morning to like 10 p.m oh wow and then um wake up at three again. yeah wake up at three and do it (laughs) again um so i had basically like two full-time jobs and um then April of 2017, I decided like I'm quitting quitting uh, RVs and just doing this full time, and uh, it was okay at first. You know, you you make decent money. I, I probably made like I don't know twenty thousand dollars the first year. It wasn't a lot. It was just like I enjoyed it, so it was fun. Yeah. Uh, which like if you want to get into detailing, you have to enjoy. It. You have to. Do, you don't want to do it for the money, right? Cause it won't come. Right. Um and so i started doing that and uh then i like in the right when the winter was about to happen last year i'm like i'm gonna move to my family shop and just teach y'all there just because i've been having some bigger projects they have like an eight thousand square foot warehouse so i can i can fit almost anything i want in there right and then like july of this year i was like i'm gonna buy a shop now it's so time.
0: where was the click between twenty thousand dollars your first year and then being able to buy a shop? Because I'm I'm assuming, and we kind of talked a little bit about this. So, but I'm assuming like you were just kind of taking any job at first, yeah, and then you started to figure out, figure uh, out my yep. niche, yeah,
1: yeah. Because so definitely like uh, I knew I didn't like doing interior detailing. I knew I hated that. I knew I didn't really want to wash cars. So I was like, I want to I want to pick something that I'm that i want to be good at and just like 100 of my effort goes to that and then if i fail then whatever it's fine um because when you're young you, you have the ability to like do that you can yeah. you can yeah. fail and you're fine right uh you don't have you know anyone to depend on you you don't have kids stuff like that because this is the best time now to like be reckless and you know do stuff like that yeah you and can afford uh, to fail. yeah exactly yeah. Okay. i didn't have to worry about rant anything like that
0: One, oh, uh, po- uh, halloween
1: trick-or-treaters Give him a chip.
2: Kind of forgot that today is Halloween. Most people aren't
1: getting out in this weather.
2: I don't know if our lamp's on. We should probably turn that off yeah. out there.
1: I'm <coughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, i to and
0: then turn off the light. Oh, I feel bad. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, we what <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any candy. Uh, yeah. There's like a van with a door on it. <laughs>
1: I don't think they would Cancel it by now uh, Whoops that, Literally they've not
0: Came in the past Like two years See here's yeah. the thing
2: You haven't been here The that's past two true. years On Halloween. <laughs> yes, That's true that's They true. have I've just Had the light off And hidden Oh
0: that's, yeah. that's smart We uh
1: Hide in the corner. (laughs) Sorry about that, man. Okay,
0: (laughs) a terrible Halloween, Halloween Halloweenest. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, I'm not gonna
2: give people candy for free.
0: (laughs) You gotta work. (laughs) Barely ever buy candy. Period. I
2: never buy candy. Why would I buy it and then give it it for free? Trick or treat. I have some gum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You guys want some popcorn? I don't know. You want a glass of water? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I have, have like a tray of shots. Yeah,
0: exactly. I saw something on Twitter where, uh, it, and I retweeted, but it was, like, it was yeah. like a bunch of, a bowl of cigarettes. <laughs> and it said, uh, <laughs> here you go, kids, just please do not take the lighter. <laughs> there's like a lighter there with a chain next to the bowl of cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. They're all American spirits, so you know they're natural. Oh, wow. That's an yeah, expensive bowl. Yeah, an expensive yeah. bowl.
2: <laughs>
0: Non-addictive. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, uh, yeah, because they're natural. Yeah. Um. So sorry. You were talking about. Um. So you you so you were going back to you were just you're trying to find your niche. Yeah. You're trying to find, figure out what you're doing. Um. You you didn't want to do in, interior. You you weren't trying to do. Um. You know, you kind of figure out what you didn't like to do, and where where did that proceed from there.
1: Yeah. So right from the start, I was like, okay, I wanna I wanna pick something, and instead of like. Like having all these services available, I want to pick a few things and be the best at them, versus being average at everything. And uh, and so I was like, okay, well, I want to do paint correction, which is polishing, and I want to do ceramic coating, uh, which is like the, the final step of the of the paint correction to protect the paint. And I, I I I became obsessed. I wanted to like learn from everyone, you know, have like great mentors that could um, teach me more. So I, I, like, contacted, like, all the bigger people in the world that were into ceramic coatings and pain corrections, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, asking them questions, but not necessarily being, like, annoying at it, you know? Yeah. And, uh... Like,
0: what, like just like, hey, w- w- how would you do this, or, or whatnot? Or, or yeah. you wait a couple of days before you send another question, or were you, like, physically there, or was it, like, all uh, Some
1: and- of the people, like, I've met over the, over the last couple months um thanks to some of the things that i've done but for the most part it's just been like hey like what do you usually use in this dilemma because I, i'm stuck here or yeah or um for this kind of surface what would you put on it type of coding and stuff like
0: that and is this, again is this like over the internet or is this yeah more like okay. this is on
1: the internet um sometimes phone calls um yeah and stuff like that and then that just slowly became like that's really when I wanted to target and what I wanted to be the best at. And, and, you know, went from like locally to like best in Indiana to, you know, eventually like best in the country, best in the world sort of thing. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. So that's your vision. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, um, that's, that's crazy. So you literally just growing a skill. Yeah. Within two years. Yeah. It's two years. Because you're extent. so passionate about it and you just are 100% into it. So you went from 20,000. So now um, you have passive income, you have other things. I saw that tweet, you know, <laughs> yeah. and um, you're 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 just growing. Yeah. It
1: right. it, um, it really blew up this year. OK. Uh, the beginning of the year, I made more money in the, be- the first four months of the year than I had made ever in a whole year. Wow. And that's even counting like when I worked at Lepre full time and stuff like that. Like I made more money in four years in four months than you know, a whole year. That's when it really hit. Like, wow! Like, I can actually make good money out of this.
0: That's when you start looking for your shop too. Yeah,
1: right? that's when I was like, okay, like I can, with this kind of money, I can afford to get a shop and you know get a space of my own, and um. And finally, like July of this year, I I finally like caught my own shop and uh, slowly been building it, look making it look nicer stuff like that. Yeah
0: that's crazy so what happened at the start of this year that you think that just like popped it off
1: tax season is, <laughs> is the best <laughs> is the time when everyone spends money <laughs> and i just so happen to convince most people to spend money with me uh whether it be local or like the furthest has been like seven hour drive for me wow yeah
0: so do they drive up and drop off their car yeah yeah
1: so so for the most part i never pick up just because so insurance wise it's it my insurance goes way up if i tell them like i'm gonna pick up cars mm-hmm. yeah so and and, a, and another thing is just it's i take so much time like i'm already pretty busy i don't want to take you know two hours of my day to go to fort wayne and pick drive it. there pick it up come back yeah and then yeah. i have to have someone follow me and i have to pay them too so right yeah
0: that's just a pain yeah that's crazy dude yeah that's not, so, are you are you gearing up now for this next tax season?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm like, I want to get my shop looking pretty. I want to make it look really, really professional. Something that's like nothing been, nothing around here that's like this. And uh, get it ready for next year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, your shop's got a vibe, dude. It's got a cool vibe to it.
1: Yeah, I want to make it feel like a man cave. I want to yeah. make it feel like you can go there and you can relax and your car's going to be taken care of. And your car's going to be in a, a situation where it's never been in before. Or yeah. like you know, the, the, the pictures and everything like that's going to be like, people sometimes come and just take pictures That's cool. my shop. Yeah. And, oh, uh, definitely filming when I was a <laughs> <filming>. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's the vibe I want to go with. I want to have like TVs there. I want to, I want to make people feel comfortable and people feel like they're at home, um, where this is like their dream man cave sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to just make it feel like a, like a detail shop business or of store thing. Right.
0: Right. Like a Walmart, where you come yeah. in, do your thing, and leave. Yeah, You exactly. want to be more like a vibe. I feel that, dude. So, how do you? How are you marketing your stuff?
1: So, I market kind of different because I don't really like spend much money on boosting your posts. Your, and stuff. your posts. Yeah. I don't really spend much money on any of that. Um, I keep it pretty simple. I take, I take a lot of pictures, um, but I only really select like maybe five at most to post, and. Um, so for the most part I pick like The best pictures that I like And That's how I market And um, So
0: the clients Car your yeah. pictures post on your website On your yeah, Facebook On my website On
1: my Facebook On
0: Google um,
1: Instagram's not really like Super Big in terms of Getting like clients from there Yeah I haven't really gotten Too many from it's there It's mainly Facebook And Google Yeah Facebook,
0: Facebook Has made me a lot of money Wow Yeah Facebook has made me a lot of money Yeah that's awesome. That's cool because you're using a tool that everyone uses every day. Yeah. And you, and most people are using Facebook for um, an escape to, you know, just to, to they're, they're consuming it. And mm-hmm. you're I mean, you're also probably consuming it, but also utilizing it to make you money too, which is super cool.
1: Yeah. So for the most part, like Facebook is always like cars, cars, cars for me. Um, I always either post on my business page. If it's something funny, I post on my personal page, really yeah. cars. If it's I usually keep my business page like pretty clean, pretty clean, professional. Um, yeah. Almost any picture on there is going to be like a quality picture. Yeah, and um, I save the memes from like my personal page. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Do
0: you um, do you edit the pictures and do all that stuff? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I and that's actually what like for the most part I've been I've been known for is like, I I take quality pictures and you know do the full round of Lightroom and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you get the haters that are like, oh, you Photoshop all your pictures. But it's like, like Photoshopping is for like editing the picture in terms of like, oh, I need to get rid of this or that. But like you don't, like most photographers use Lightroom and, uh, you know, just change maybe like the exposure, things. the brightness, the highlights, stuff like that. That's all I really do. I'm not sitting there like, oh man, I gotta like try to take it, take out this because I missed it. No. Right. And it's a lot of work to Photoshop. Photoshop would a of, yeah, yeah. Just,
0: it's just changing the filter kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, I shoot, I shoot that? in RAW. So for the most yeah. part,
1: like the picture looks not always the best when you shoot in RAW, but you get a whole lot of definition. Yeah. And uh, then
0: you add the little effects to it.
1: Yeah, and people don't realize like I take quality pictures, but those quality pictures will show anything, and so like your your camera photo is gonna hide a lot of things. Versus, like, I had to be 110% when I take a picture because anything is going to show. Yeah. Yeah, and people don't realize that. So I get some hate from some people that are like, oh, you Photoshop too much. <laughs> Even though now I see, like, these photos over the country now, like, oh, I hired a photographer to come do my pictures. Uh... And, they're, and they're copying, like, my style. Yeah. Um, and that's why I've been, like, doing some other things to step it up and get, get ahead of the game. Because for the most part, I've been really, like, the only one around in here and uh, like nationally that's been doing what i do but for the most part i do everything on my own i don't really ever hire a photographer
0: yeah you're not putting it out here putting it out there. yeah maybe once you get to that point where you're global yeah you might have to but yeah
1: i, I bring some photographers every once in a while just because i get really busy and i don't have the time yeah um some local people that i come but for the most part when you hire a photographer, they don't really have the image you do. So when when you want to portray like this hard work that you've done, when they take a picture, they're just taking a picture for the sake of taking a picture. But when right. you take a picture, you're trying to show off like the like the hours that you spent on this. Yeah. So that's why I think it's more important for like me to learn photography than hire someone to do it for me. That's that's and, beautiful. And
2: taking pictures of cars is hard. Ex- yeah, like, automotive car photography. pictures
1: are so hard to take. Yeah and like the like the community of automotive photographers is is really like tough like you if you post a picture they're <laughs> usually always going to critique you and they're usually going to be like you're wrong but in like photography like there's no right way to do it it's like you're you're there's no right way to edit there's no right way to like how how you do everything it's just your personality and that's what shows you in your photography that's why I like photography mostly yeah do you follow any big car photographers mm mm no, I. A lot of them, they're 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 in a whole different level that 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 they're always gonna think they're right and uh, and for the most part, I don't really. A lot of their photography is like they layer like ten pictures in one, and I don't have the time to sit there and like mm. spend three hours on one photo unless I have the clients that want to pay for like a high end uh, photo shoot. But if I don't, then and it's just me doing it, I'm gonna spend maybe 10 minutes editing the picture and then that's it. I'm <laughs> going to sit here. Yeah. And you later. did all
0: the work and actually taking the photo. Yeah. I do everything. Yeah.
1: I do everything in my business from marketing to sales. To, I'm always on the phone. I'm always doing
0: pictures. I'm always, now I'm getting into like drones and stuff like that. Yeah. We talked, we, you showed me a little bit about what you're doing and that's part of the side hustle. You were telling me about yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. 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 So that, that was like, I always been into drones, but when I started my business, I kind of sold everything. Um, to fund my business and now I've, I have some time where I can actually just like concentrate on drones and then I found I figured out that I can make money with drones if I add it to my business and make it a, like a separate service and so that's been like the, the other side hustle now where it's like now you can do drone videos and instead of just photo shoots and stuff like that and give you a whole different perspective that no one can shoot aside with drones
0: that's crazy it's just adding another layer too. Just yeah. to just add value to what you do yeah and, and it's not like it's still in your niche it's just a, an additional it's not like you're like doing additional like yeah. if you were to do interior detailing or whatever that's an additional thing that you have to learn but this is like on top of it you're in your niche <laughs> and it's just how you expose this even better
1: and then you can show off your work because yeah. like there's not really any detail shops that I know of that have Trimals. done what I do yeah. and um, and again it goes to the whole thing like I'm shooting the video with my drones, but I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to capture all the right areas that I've been working hard on it. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. So
2: what all do you offer as far as like, if I had
1: a car, yeah. What, what do you do? So like base is like paint correction. And that's, that's just like, you know, anywhere from like a light paint correction, it's going to get rid of swirls, scratches, stuff like that. to like a high end one, or or we're really trying to perfect the paint so it can range anywhere from like two hundred dollars to like six hundred dollars in terms of paint correction because sometimes you have to sit there and like oh this is a big scratch i gotta sand it and then i have to polish it and then stuff like that um so you can go from like a job that takes eight hours to a job that takes the whole week wow yeah
0: how did you set your prices
1: that one's tough because the the other detailers around here don't really charge like as much as I think they should, um, yeah. And so it's mainly pricing it to where I can take my time in it and still make pretty good money. Yeah. Um, so that's been like the main thing. I used to be like all it, obsessed have you... about like having an Excel sheet, keep track of how much product you use. That way you know how much money you've invested per service, and then you can know like how much profit you can make. Yeah now for the most part i i i don't really worry about that as much do you think part of that's because you've done it so many times you know a little
0: bit as well yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely because um the big thing in like detailing is like knowing when to stop yourself because a lot of the people that are obsessed at least with detailing and like cars like me is we want to be perfect and that's been like the biggest struggle when you get into it is like how do you how do you you know, do what you want to do, but still make money out of it. Cause if I'm sitting here and charging you $200, it takes me all week to do it. Yeah. Then in reality, I only made, you know, very, very little money. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's learning when to stop yourself. That that's been the the hardest, but I, I think I got it right away where I knew like, okay, this is my limit and I can't go past this. And if I want to go past it, then they're going to have to pay me extra if they want that, that one step ahead. Yeah, and yeah. and the more you do it, I assume you
2: probably realize what people don't see. Yeah, and so the average customer isn't gonna be able to tell the difference between eight and ten hours uh, correcting their car or whatever. So you can, you'll know what the average Joe can kind of tell and not tell, and <laughs> yeah, and still
1: do a good job. But so that, that's definitely one thing that I do with my clients is like I get to know them. I get to know what kind of person they are, and, and like like right in the start, I'll be like, so what do you not like about your car? And then that way I know exactly what they hate. And, and I know like, this is what I want to target. And if I can fix this, then they're going to just, they'll be they, happy. Yeah. They'll be happy. Yep. Um, and for the most part in my shop, I have so much, uh, like higher lighting that anything that you see there, you won't see outside. So if, yeah. uh, if I have a car and I'm polishing it and it's like maybe 90, 95% done, corrected and, and looks good in the sun it, it'll look 100 percent almost every time yeah um but that's that's one thing that was hard to learn to yourself it's like how when do you want to stop when yeah. do you want to say this is enough this is good enough for the client if he wants more he can pay more
0: but that's all i gonna yeah that's yeah. a skill in and of itself right there do you, yeah wow yeah
2: do you have a lot of those clients who will take their car back home and then get in the garage and take a light over it and look for stuff or, or um not really?
1: They do it at my shop a lot. <laughs> they'll bring their they'll bring their <laughs> flashlights. And I was like, "Don't need to use that. Like, go get my lamp, and that's like a three hundred dollar lamp. That thing's gonna show anything you want to see." Yeah. 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 What's
2: your client base like? What I guess types of cars, type types of person. I do a lot
1: of fast cars, so a lot of like Corvettes, stuff like that. Um, my family has a like a performance shop, sort of. Okay, like it's not f- like a hundred percent there. But they've been in the race community enough that, that, that their clients um, come to me. And so I've been blessed with all those, like, nice, fast cars. I don't really do any minivans or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The average Joe doesn't really want to pay to get their,
2: their paint corrected or a good exactly. ceramic coat, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. But now, now um, I, I try to, like, have services that fit everyone. And now I'm like bringing in stuff that is going to bring the average Joe. So I don't always have to, cause you know, I'm eventually going to run out of, hopefully not, but run out of people that have fast cars and stuff like that. Cause that's a very, maybe, you know, the 5% out of anyone who owns a car is going to have that kind of lifestyle. And so I want to target a little bit of everyone, uh, but at the same time, like stay, stay in my lane and what I like to do. Yeah.
2: What's uh, the most
1: expensive car you've ever worked on? Probably like half a million dollars. What What was it? Uh, Lamborghini. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like the most expensive project I've worked in was probably like a $3 million plane. Okay. Because so I went cool. to Palm Springs and did a B-17 bomber. Oh, wow. A World War Two bomber. So yeah. they fly you to Palm Springs? Yeah. So I, this is like April of this year, I flew to Palm Springs and me and like 15 other guys um went at it for uh for 620 hours Jeez. and uh and polished and restored a world war ii b-17 bomber
0: how did you get a call like that like how would that even come about
1: um just knowing the right people and and them knowing that i have the skills that i can go there and they don't have to teach me much they can just let me at it and i'm gonna perform yeah. High so skill. they're not
0: paying you to learn. No. You've no. already done all of that, so then they'll just pay you so when I got to there, do the work.
1: When I got there, I did a lot of the paint, and because uh, that's what I really specialized in. And then I wanted to go there because I wanted to learn more about aluminum polishing, because that plane is almost all aluminum. And so I wanted to go there for that. And I was like, oh, I mean, I I can go there, I can enjoy like the warm weather, yeah. and I can work on something that almost no one will ever work on in their entire life yeah and uh, i mean b-17s there's maybe 50 of them in the world and maybe 30 i think are in the country and so even working on the plane alone is something special and being able to restore it to its to its uh like the most that they want it to be
0: um is is an honor in itself that's crazy that's crazy. You know, that's just from stepping out, and saying I'm going to do this. Yeah. And now it's just taking you to all these different places.
1: Yeah, and just learning to, to, to network and and uh, and not be afraid to 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 friend someone, even if you're not going to talk to them, just friend them, and they'll at least like know you because they'll they'll see your post and they'll see everything like that be top of the mind. Yeah, and and so when that that ha- that situation happens, when they get a, a plane that they want to polish, uh, then. They can they can call me and be like Christian, you want to come do another one or I know you kind of are into this. Do you want to come do it? And yeah. that's what happened. And uh, and uh, that's that's how I got into that plane. That's crazy. Speaking of like networking and
2: all that, how did you get to go to Sema? Because that's not like an open thing that anyone can go to. You have to be like invited. You have to be in the yeah. industry. Can you industry first explain somehow. what Sema so, is? So
1: so Sema <clears throat> is a big big car convention that you can only go to if you have a business related to the automotive industry so if you have a business in the automotive industry you can either go as a seller or as a buyer um and so a lot of these companies they'll spend 20 to probably six figures on just like basically renting like a 30 by 30 space and um and showing you what they do and you can go there as that kind of person or you can go there just like walk around and enjoy it um last year i went because i got invited out and for the most part i just sat there and like polished paint and like blew some people's minds um (laughs) yeah because it's funny you go there and like like there's a video of me where i was polishing and like this guy was like wow that came out perfect And and like in my head i was like this is not perfect but whatever and uh but yeah that's mostly what SEMA is is just cars in general so there's so there's like trucks that have six figures in their suspension and cars that are you know priceless that are going to be there because like cars wise you have to be a very special car to be inside zima wow but like, you can't just be like you know uh an average build you have to be like one almost one of a kind
2: it's like what can you do with a car all the way clear as much level. as you can possibly do, yeah, yeah, wow. and and that's like an example of what like a, a shop could do, and they could do like a small aspect of that for you. It's mm-hmm. just like
1: the most baller thing you can do, and that's wow. like the
2: extent of your abilities in a car. And
1: yeah, and anyone that's into like automotive industry is gonna be there, whether it be like people like Diesel Brothers that are big on like the Discovery Channel or stuff like that, or like the Gas Monkeys or Street Law stuff like that. Everyone, everyone that's big in the automotive industry is usually always gonna be at SEMA wow yeah and it, it's a great time to network because you get to talk to people you get to like see what what they do and how how they do it to have gotten to this level and then um, you know get ideas and write down stuff that's the most important thing about SEMA is networking
0: yeah yeah especially if you can see how they did it you can replicate that and put your own <laughs> twist on it yeah
1: and I mean you're, you're talking to people that have that are you know well off in the automotive industry Wow. And, and uh, sometimes you even get lucky, and they're like, I like your work. How much would it cost to do, like, my car? And, you know, this is a one out of one in the world. And sometimes, like, they make you sign non-disclosure, so you don't even get to talk about it. You can't even post it. Wow. But at least in the back of your head, you know, like, hey, I, I got to work on something that's one out of one in the world. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's
2: so baller.
1: And some of these companies have contracts with the government. To, like, build military
2: yeah. stuff that they can't talk about. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's, uh, I heard a podcast. It was Gail Banks. He does all the, his performance shop, big dude. But most of his stuff now is just military contracts. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: <clears throat> and actually, like, if we talk about, like, ceramic coatings, uh, ceramic coatings came from the military. They were used on military vehicles in the 80s. And they were used to protect, uh, back then it used to be called Kark. It's, like. Chemical agent resistant coatings, and uh, and they would spray it on all their military vehicles. Mostly like back then, you know, in the eighties, they were kind of worried about mustard gas and stuff like that. Yeah. So Cold being War. able the Cold War. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah being know. able to like, if if you get attacked chemically, you can rinse it off for the most part. Yeah. And uh, that's where chemical uh, coatings came into play, ceramic coatings, and then they kind of evolved from that and made less lethal because back then like you had to wear a full hazmat suit <laughs> it was extremely lethal um like one of one of my mentors he actually like lost almost all his hair and almost every kid he had has cancer um, wow. because of the after effects of of um what coatings were back in the 80s yeah do you
2: yeah, think honest. about that with the the products that you work with every day like if if it's me you know, mess with my car. Like, I don't think about it because I'm going to touch that thing once. <laughs> but, like, the polish and ceramic coating used, do you think about that as far as getting it on your skin and safety?
1: Yeah, I always wear gloves. I always wear, if I'm coating a vehicle, I'm going to wear, like, a full respirator, like, face mask and all. And uh, even when I polish, I wear dust masks because I polish 15 hours a day. And that makes a lot of dust. And <laughs> doing that for that long... I, I just, I, I'm only 22, so I if I'm yeah. planning on doing this another eight years, um, I don't want to be like, oh, I got you know,
0: sick because I've been breathing in this dust for those last eight years. Yeah, that's crazy. So and you said a little bit like you're polishing blue people's minds when you're at SEMA. Is So, how you polish, and you told me this a little bit, how you polish, how is that different than other people who detail polish and do stuff like that? So what is your? I mean, you don't have to give up your secrets. Yeah. So if you do, I probably won't want to understand it. But other people, (laughs) yeah.
1: It's just the like technique and how you polish and how you look at paint. Because a lot of people that just sit there and like do a pattern, like they're like, okay, we're gonna do cross hatching and polish like that. But I, for the most part, I work in the dark and have like two or three spotlights. Because when you do it like that, then you basically give yourself tunnel vision and you can see more in the paint. And see through what you're doing. So when you're polishing, you're going to leave residues. And I want to see through the, the residue into the paint and actually pay attention to what I'm doing and how to do it. Because sometimes you can go one pass and you can pr- almost perfect the paint. But that can be that area, but you can go like two inches away and there's a big scratch. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I got to target this more. So for the most part, I, I don't have like the consistency some people do because I'm looking at the paint and, and it's going to tell me how much effort i want to put into it because sometimes people put way too much effort into polishing when sometimes you just need a quick quick easy polish and it's gonna and it's gonna come out great interesting um so it's more more like you have to watch me do it than to to kind of comprehend what i'm doing
0: yeah um it's very intuitive for you yeah yeah is this something you figured out yourself or just from doing it a bunch or did someone kind of give you Uh, a little bit of a a head start. So I looked at other people's, like the people that I knew were
1: really, really good at at polishing some of the best in the world and looked at that and figured, and like try to make a way to make it my own. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, looking at some people that are like travel the world, just teaching people how to paint correct. uh, Like a guy named Jason Rose on Denver. Um, He, all he does is, is teach classes now. And look at people like that and like fig- figure out a way to merge it all together and make it my own. Because like for example, pink polishing here is a lot different than in like and oh like over the the, the pond. And yeah. um, like England and stuff like that. Um they like to polish really slow and precise. And in the United States we like to go really hard and fairly fast. Um, so so figure out a way to merge the two together and make it my own. And for the most part it's going to take me two days to polish your car at least um and that's just i like to i like to do it right and i like to do it right the first time and uh so when when i when i got all those techniques together and made it my own and that's why it's a little different that's why when people see it they're like wow it's it's not what you expect
2: so can you turn that off when you like go to the mall and you're just walking out to your car and you're looking at cars in the parking lot are you able to turn that off and not cringe
1: no because like right now i see all the scratches on your table oh yeah i yeah this is really this (laughs) This is is like just aluminum
2: yeah it's really low quality (laughs) uh stainless steel so it holds all the scratches yeah or like you go to like new car lots and see like brand new paint from the factory and just looks awful and there's like orange peel in it everywhere and especially tesla's
1: tesla's I love Teslas. I want a Tesla, but the paint sucks. The build quality just isn't there yet, yeah. man. The yeah. paint sucks. The paint sucks. I'm. I get a Tesla. I know for a fact, I'm gonna charge you more, and I'm gonna tell you why I charge you more because I'm gonna walk around your car and point out every little thing that's wrong with it. Wow. Yeah. Have you gotten to the niche of brand new cars and people want the paint yeah. fixed? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Like I just have a, like a 2020 Expedition. It had like 60 miles on it. He came by last week and he wanted to get a quote uh, to do everything on it. It's almost bad knowledge to have once you realize how good paint can look. Yeah.
2: Because then you're never happy, even with brand new paint on a brand new car. You can see where it looks bad.
1: And- even my girlfriend now, she's like, "I hate you," because like I'll-, <laughs> I'll walk around like the the store and like see all these scratches everywhere. I'm just like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: It's kind of nice to like nice information to have. I went car shopping with my girlfriend a few months ago she was looking at a car and had been resprayed at one point and i was able to point it out to her and say hey this has been some kind of accident and there's respray here and here and here and
1: it Mm. it felt good for me and a lot of the times dealers like it wouldn't they wouldn't even write it on the car facts or stuff like that that's it been hit and even sometimes it happens on their procession where you know they're they're parking their cars and all of a sudden they freaking whack it and they just fix it on their own and they don't write it off. And so they, they try to sell you a perfect, clear Carfax car, but in reality, it's been repainted a couple of times. Carfax isn't as good as people say it is. Yeah. You right, can hide exactly. a lot from yeah.
2: Carfax.
0: Yeah. No, nah, I. Rule number one never trust a dealer or a used car dealer or anyone trying to sell you something that's pertaining to a car. So.
2: Well, in a lot of like car dealers aren't really car guys or car yeah. girls all they're
0: doing As is reading just a
2: something yeah, yeah, yeah. So. they're just
1: reading like oh that's a 2020 tesla let me okay it's got 400 horsepower stuff like that yeah but if, if you ask them like do you know more than that they'll be like no which is fine. Like that's that works for
2: ninety percent of people, like you said. They're yeah. most this we're not talking about most people, we're talking about like five percent of the car yeah. population here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same with like detailing, like I'll I'll get to know the client and I'll right away know if you want me to fully like explain everything I do or you just want me to tell you your car's gonna be shiny at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> um, Because I have the clients that they, they want me to go all out and like explain to them the science and everything behind it. I can sit there and like grant to you and explain to you everything that I do and how it works and wh- what it's going to do to your paint. Or if you, like I said, if you just want me to make it shiny, I'm going to make it shiny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So with ceramic coating, uh, I've heard some, some stuff about ceramic coating. Say I had a car coated a couple of years ago and wanted it redone. How do you get the old ceramic coating off to reapply? Um, depends on the
1: coating. Some coatings um, are kind of weak, chemically-wise. So you can remove them with a chemical. Or some of them are going to need to be polished off.
2: Yeah, I've heard some people say, like, wet sand. And that, that yeah. sounds crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes if you're paint, if they did it wrong, and they leave what's called a high spot, which means it's, it's kind of like a thicker layer of coating, mm-hmm. then you need to sand that off. But it, that's rare unless the coating is really good. Um. I've had I've played with almost every professional grade coating in the world and uh, rarely do, have I ever needed to remove it but even when I needed to remove it I can remove it pretty flawlessly yeah
2: you do a lot of like wheels and stuff around here yeah with how terrible our, our seasons
1: are and roads yeah I do a lot of wheels I do a lot of cars that they want to get their like wheels refurbished so I, I take the wheels off take them to get powder coated bring them back get them coated after that and then all that stuff
2: do you mess around with any like uh like
1: clear bra or anything like that. So I just now started getting into clear bras. It's a really expensive service to not only learn but to give to people. And the people that do it around here, there's I think only one really good one. And he's not really charging as much as he should. Um classes are really expensive to do that. I mean, you're looking at like $1500 class in like Houston. Oh, wow plus you know traveling to houston hotels stuff like that so you're looking at like three thousand dollars at least you're into it and then you still got to buy the film practice on your own and like a roll of film is a thousand dollars easy for 100 feet so it's just like a
2: clear vinyl sticker you put on your car Uh so it makes it
1: rock chip proof and um, well kind
2: of unless the, the rocks are big yeah yeah <laughs> or and like kind of sharp on film. depends on the film or how I'm... fast you're going yeah because i've a...
1: seen films where a car slams on the side of a barrier and the film doesn't rip that's crazy yeah and like i've seen those cars where they all i had to do is take the film off sure it might be a little dented and then you just got to get paintless removable but aside that the paint is fine and, you know, it just all depends on the film. Cause yeah, like you said, there's, wow. there's, there's films that it'll, it'll last you like two years and there's films that are rated for at least eight years or more. And that's just like an added level
0: of protection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that way, like, especially like if you travel a lot, you do your bumper, um, your, your bumper will be solid for a couple of years and you, and you don't, you don't have to worry about getting it repainted every two years cause you got rock chips everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: We should take a look at Timmons' car's paint, because I, I want to I see how much you cringe. <laughs>
1: yeah, we can bring him by my shop
0: one. No, he, he's got a black car. Yeah. With lots of swirls in it. Lots yeah, I do a of lot of black cars. Yeah. What, so, like, for just an amateur like me, so who is not... I would not call myself a car guy whatsoever. Yeah.
2: Hold on, I didn't mean to like dog in your car. No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I just I catch you in the sunlight sometimes, I think, ooh. Oh, no, there's And even everywhere. even I noticed that.
0: Here, so, here's the thing. Um just this last year I realized you need to change your tires every like 50,000 miles. <laughs> That's the level of car guy I am. I was like, can I not just keep my I don't even 50,000 miles is correct. I'm like, can I just not keep my tires and keep going? And <laughs> yeah. I learned you need to change your tires so that's the level of car guy i am
1: hey and that's like that's fine like you don't have to be a car guy um and like for me like what i want to do next is i want to have like a like a section of my shop where it's like products that you can buy and i can sell to you that way for the the market that i can't reach which is you because you're not really like you're not going to probably know what you want but you want kind of like take care of your car so i'll sell you products that'll
0: that'll help you well in your 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 um Someone who is an expert. Yeah. And so people can come to you and say, hey, this, 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 and this. And it's not something that you want to do, but you can, you can give them advice. You, yeah. You've I've had people it.
1: that are like, can you teach me how to do this? And I was like, I've spent thousands of dollars learning what I learned how to do. There's no way I'm going to teach you for free. Right. And especially if you're local. If you're local... And you want to get taught like how to polish? It's yeah. gonna be money. Well,
0: and then that's direct competition. With yeah, exactly, teams. exactly. Like, and, and and for the
1: most part, as soon as I whip, if <laughs> I tell them like it's gonna be at least a thousand dollar class, then yeah. they're gonna be like, shut nah, down immediately. Nah. Yeah. yeah, and if you're not that serious, then you don't belong in the industry because if you're not willing to spend a thousand dollars to learn something, then like you you shouldn't be in it.
0: Right. Yeah, there's gotta be some buy-in. You yeah, have to have some absolutely.
1: Volume. I mean, it's it, this. This is the same thing as like you going to college and taking a class. Like, right. That's no cheaper than a than a, than a lecture in the college.
0: Well, well let, I'm. I don't want to say this to offend anyone, but you are making more money than probably most college graduates at this point. And a thousand dollar investment is not a small investment. It's a very small investment compared to a college degree. Exactly. So. Exactly. you gotta weigh your options you it's like things. it's
1: like people going to debt in college $100,000 just just so they can have this dream job in their mind a dream job where they make $54,000 a year <laughs> post. and so you're how, how are you how are these people like going into college and getting six figures in debt and yeah. you're not willing to take a $1,000 class to, to make you a business that you could do it on the side and you can make at least like $30,000 if you tried hard yeah um and stuff like that, or twenty thousand dollars. Like I did my first year. Yeah, to sell um, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, barely enough to break even and buy my my tools and stuff like that.
0: But still, that's I mean, that's that's part of the struggle is learning yeah. how to do it and putting in the time. And then once you're past that, and people aren't
1: like, are afraid to fail, yeah, and and afraid to like commit fully to something. Which when you're younger, it's easier. But yeah, when you're older, it's something where you're like. Can I afford to quit my job and
0: start pursuing my hobby?
1: Yeah. And, and wh-
0: when you have responsibilities yeah, and you owe exactly. money and a different bunch of different things. Like exactly. you a house or you're paying for your kids or all <laughs> these things. There's there's I mean it's it's it gets very difficult the older you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So definitely when you want if you wanna learn something, you wanna do it young.
0: Yeah. Or you wanna have disposable income when you're older that you can to just mess around yeah. and make those mistakes and it doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, dude. That's so cool.
2: Another random question: Do you have any cars that you really don't like detailing? Like any specific models where, like, that car because of the way it's shaped is very difficult to correct the paint on it. Newer yeah.
1: cars, they're kind of throwing angles everywhere now. They're like, they're like, how can we make this truck look so aerodynamic? <laughs> and all the aerodynamic mods that people have been doing is just so crazy, and it, it makes like newer cars people don't like. When I polish, there's like my 5-inch machine, there's my 3-inch machine, mm-hmm. there's my 2-inch, my 1-inch machine. When it's newer, especially trucks now, where they have all these little like 1-inch angles and all that stuff, that's when it gets hard. Um, because if I just sat there with one machine and went, bam, um, with a big panel, it's so, so easy. But when I had to do this big panel and then all of a sudden I had to polish this little edge, this little edge will take me longer than the whole panel mm-hmm. will. Um, and that's, that's been like the, the, the struggle lately where it's just like, I, I always have to get a picture sent to me and then I can kind of look at the, at the, the shape of the vehicle and be like, okay, this isn't going to take that long. Or I look at it and be like, man, this, this thing's got like 20 different angles from everywhere. And yeah, that's when it gets tough. And, um, I haven't said no to any vehicles uh, that was my
2: next question. Yeah. Something that you won't mess with. I
1: don't like. I don't do interiors, so that gets me out of a lot of sticky situations where people are like, "Hey, can you clean up the puke in my seat?" or stuff like that. Like, oh, no, no. If it, there is bodily fluids in your car, I'm not gonna do it. And if I if if uh, if you're willing to pay me, then I'll call my mom and like my mom <laughs> will come and do it, and I will pay her a premium. Um, but yeah, the most of the times. I don't say no mostly cuz I don't get into those situations where I get those nasty nasty cars.
0: Did that come from actually doing that a couple times and saying, yeah, I'm not going yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I had a truck once that had like a layer like of dog hair.
1: Oh, jeez. You couldn't yeah. even see the carpet. And I was just I was nope. It took me a week. That was like I think my first really really big detail where I made like like $500 out of it and uh and it took me a week. <laughs> and it was a guy who his uncle died, and he inherited the truck, and he just wanted to sell it, but he wanted to clean it up. And I was like, oh, God. And I, I, at that point, I highballed him because I didn't want to do it, and he took it. And that's when it gets really sticky because you're like.
2: <laughs> he knows. He knows it would probably be a little bit cheaper just to replace the carpets. Yeah. Well, he wants those cleaned. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like,
1: Jesus, now i got to do it. So <laughs> I, I took it to like a like a – the self-serving car washes yeah and I got their vacuums because I didn't want to fill my vacuum up with that much dog hair so I I got it and I went to town and I was like okay I can take up the majority of the dog hairs out and I can perfect it when I get home yeah that's smart yeah those are those are nasty jobs that you don't want to do
0: yeah that's crazy that's that's I was gonna ask you if there was any like burn, burnouts from just at the start like learning okay I underquoted here and then I burnt myself because of this you know and that that might be one
1: burnouts are easy in this industry because uh oh now it's kind of getting popular because we get into this like mindset of like oh man i want to go in the trenches i want to work hard i want to do a lot of hours but you're hurting your body a lot of the times when you're doing a shit ton of hours and just sit in there like like grinding but sometimes you just gotta sit back and like worry about yourself worry about your mindset like your own internal mindset and uh that's, to me in this last year it's been the most important thing like how do I make myself feel better and how do I because I've learned really quick that money money's nice but it's not gonna like it's not gonna make you feel you know any better than anything um, And so for me burnouts happened pretty pretty early in my career and I learned how to how to deal with them. The right way and not be not want to take this thing that i enjoy and make it a turn into almost like a job and yeah. then make myself hate it because the moment the moment i hate it, is the moment i quit yeah and yeah. um because i don't really want to detail for the rest of my life um but i want to i want to make something that i can enjoy and i can make it fun and i can sit here and like like the reason i got into your podcast is like i can listen to a podcast and just go go to work and and work on something and just like lose myself
0: yeah Yeah. do something you enjoy and then also do other stuff while you're enjoying that too yeah you just i'm sure you're just growing and learning and doing all this fun stuff too like while you're doing and your flexibility yeah that's a little freedom and flexibility that's the most important thing because if
1: i want to sit here and like buy a plane ticket to las vegas and
0: go there for a week i
1: can go there for a week and i have to ask anyone permission yeah that's
0: crazy yeah that is crazy, that's so cool, dude. That is so cool, that's absolutely so cool.
1: Yeah, this, but for me now, it's like, like this whole week was really, really busy because it's like I got to jam two weeks of work in and one week of work. Yeah,
0: and so two, the burnout is coming. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but I like to like to do vacations and do stuff like that where I can just relax for at least a couple of days and remind myself, or like buy buy something that I know I shouldn't. But I know that if I buy it, it's gonna, it's gonna remind myself why I work hard. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of sometimes I like, like uh, randomly buy something really expensive that I don't. I know I shouldn't, but I do it anyways. Treat yourself. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I feel like that's if you're living where you're. Yeah. You. It's a balance. Like obviously you don't want to be spending all your money on stuff that you don't need, but it doesn't hurt to, to treat yourself every once in a while. Yeah yeah for sure yeah so you said okay 88 years tops what like what's the future what's Um, the what is your plans man like I I mean you tweeted so you tweeted the other day last night about you know the money that you that you get doesn't change like your circumstances you still have troubles where you're at yeah but then when you also talked about how you have passive income coming in you're doing stuff like that so are you trying to set yourself up for the next step or like what's what's the future um, it's a deep question, so you don't have to, and you probably don't know,
1: but I, I honestly don't like to have like if you ask me what's my three year plan, what's my right. two year plan, what's my five year plan. Um, I don't really like to do that because um, anything can change. Yeah. you can, you can, you, I can sit here and be like, all right, I want to like become a make a million dollar business by the time I'm twenty five, and and stuff like that. Um, uh, but for the most part, I enjoy what I do now. Um, maybe in the future, I'll, I, I can make it to where I can almost like make it a, a, uh, a, production and I can teach like a whole class. I would like to just teach classes the whole time. Yeah. Um, that'd be the dream where I don't have to sit here and like detail cards, but I just teach you how to do it. Um, but if that's not the case, then kind of make like a shop where i teach people how to do it and, and try to gather the people that have the same mindset as me because that's the most important thing i don't want a person that like wants to learn how to do this for the money um because for the most part if and when i hire you're gonna start off as like like you're gonna wash cars you're gonna do wheels you're gonna do the nasty stuff you're gonna do the stuff that that, that i hate that way i know that you're fully committed because if you're not willing to wash wheels for six months, um, then you're not going to get taught like the, the things that it took me thousands of dollars to take. And, and, the, you know, the hours and hours of my life that I wasted just sitting there polishing paint. Um, just, just for that. So yeah, that's, that's one of the things that it's been big for people have asked me like, Hey, are you hiring? Hey, are you doing this? Like at the moment, I'm not, I'd rather just Take it on on my own and and run away with it. Then yeah. then sit here and teach someone, and then they do it wrong, and then I have to repeat it. Or yeah. they they that's don't have the same mindset, yeah. and that's that's the trouble, especially nowadays. People don't have that that hustling mindset, the mindset where you know you're gonna you're gonna do one thing or another and another. And people are just kind of yeah. If it's not
0: if it's not instant, yeah. it's not yeah, you got you got to grind. You yeah. gotta be. You got to really work for what you want and, and it, it has to hurt a little bit yeah, exactly. before you can push through and like, and then it becomes,
1: and people, if they don't see money in the, in the beginning, they quit. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta sit there and live a poor life to be better in the future. Yeah. Like for the most part the first year I started detailing, I lived pretty poor. Yep. I just lived kind of like job to job and job to job, but I enjoyed it. So it helped. Yeah. when you enjoy something, it makes everything so much easier. But when you when you sit there and be like, man, I hate my job. I can barely make enough money to, like, do this. Then that's when your whole life is miserable. And yeah. I'm like, man, like, I'm, I don't even stress. I don't even worry. I don't even have to, like, figure out, like, oh, I have to pay my rent next month. Like, I, I don't sweat it at all because I know that, that there's going to be another car coming. There's going to be another client coming, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take care of it on its own. That's great. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've gotten to the point in my life where... At one point, you know, you you you, you are make. I, I did make those Excel Excel spreadsheets where I'm looking at everything I make, everything that's going out, and just trying to make sure that I can maintain, yeah, and pass by. And now I'm at the point in my life where I can go to the gas pump and put as much gas into my car and not think about how much <laughs> I'm putting into it. Just kind of stare off into the into yeah. the sunset and be like, oh, you yeah, know, I'm just putting gas in. Like, that has not been something in my life I've ever had mm. until recently. It's and a good it's, spot to be in. It's a good yeah. spot to be in, man. It's, 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 it, it is. It's it is. freedom. It's a flexibility and it's Financial freedom is the
1: best freedom you'll ever acquire because, well, aside, like, just, you know, I yeah. wish I could just sit there and, like, travel somewhere and not have to worry about anything in the world.
0: But financial freedom yeah. is really nice. Get enough passive income you could, though. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. No, I, I like the way you think, man. You're... Yeah, you think um, you think like 17 steps ahead. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a good thing cuz a lot of people aren't sh- uh, long-term thinkers. They're instant gratification. Like what what can make my life better right now? And it's like sometimes what well, if you work hard right now and make your life miserable, your life's going to be so much better in the future. Absolutely. And so now's the time to do it. You're young. Just 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 do it. Yeah. yeah. Some
1: people are just scared of that. Some people are yeah. just scared of failing. And that's the thing that I think uh, education has that's the biggest disappointment education has given us is to make us afraid to get the F to make us afraid to get bad grades and and do um, do all that kind of stuff because failure is a part of life if you don't fail you don't succeed you look at anyone rich in this world they're going to fail at least at least a couple times yeah anyone anyone oh, you could cool. look at the top 100 people and I can guarantee you 100% of the people that I are failed. I failed at least once. And, and that's the thing that school fails us the most is teaching us that failing is bad.
0: So how'd you learn that by going to Goshen school systems? Like obviously, I mean, maybe that was taught, but it wasn't totally pushed through the school systems. How'd you learn that on your own? Was that just trial and error or family or like what, what came from like, does that question make sense?
1: Yeah. Um, i don't know i just for me personally i've never been scared to fail because yeah. it's not that i failed a lot it's just that i i rather be fully committed to something and fail but at least know that i tried than than sit there and like kind of like the whole like who said it um einstein which is like um it's like you you the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and yeah, expecting expectancy. a definite result yeah exactly. same thing like if if it fails and I and I do it I, I'll let it go it's done it's over yeah um, but at least I know I wasn't scared to try it I wasn't scared to to, to, to jump in like if I would have failed in detailing then I would have been like okay that's fine I'll yeah. go back that's I think that's the biggest Back uh, to judgment figure out the
0: next thing yeah that's that, the
1: biggest yeah. blessing and curse in this in this like area is uh, RVs and stuff like that is because it can it can always be there for you if you want it to be there for. But sometimes people, when they get into it, they get comfortable, and then they just next thing you know, you're ten years down the line, you're doing the same job that you have been doing, and you haven't really moved up in the world.
0: Yeah, you're comfortable. Yeah. And so, you stay consistent. So
1: that's the that's the the thing that um, that's nice, I guess, about here. Because if if I failed here, then I go back to RVs, make some more money, and figure out what the next thing is. Yeah, maybe it's drones.
0: Maybe yeah. it's photography, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe something it's, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I've always had a side hustle, so I always, I don't like have relying on one certain um, business to make my income. Yep. And that's the thing that's important, and that's the thing that I think people need to realize is like, if you put all your, your your like, your effort into one job, and that job fires you, like you have nothing. Yep. Until yeah. you go get another job. Like, but at least I know if I if detailing is slow, then I'll pick up photography. If p- photography is slow, I'll pick up drones. If we're, if that's slow, like I used to fix phones a lot. That, I made pretty good money in high school doing that. Fixing um, phones. Yeah, I used to fix phones all the time. That's crazy. <laughs> and so I would do that. Or I built this phone, dude. So I'll tell Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Putting yeah. screens on and adding back batteries. in back in the day, it was so nice because yeah. now now like About the iPhone, iPhone 11 yeah. Pro, like this screen is super expensive. But back then, like a 5S buy a, a screen for like 20 bucks and you can charge 100 bucks to fix your screen
0: yep and just knowing how to pop it off and put it back on yeah and, and i the, could do the it 20, and have all the tools. in 20 minutes it's crazy so you have like a little pick and a card, and you pull like or, or a heat <laughs> gun to like uh loosen up the adhesive and all that stuff so yeah 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 yeah, yeah
1: so i've always had a but side d- hustle and i've always had like more like even if i had a nice good
0: job I always made money in some other way. Possibly. That's huge, dude. Look, what I'm hearing is you literally see what people need. Yeah, you know their problems. They crack their they crack their phone. They have a problem. You have a solution. They need their paint job. They need to get it fixed. You have a solution. You you are seeing solutions in all these different opportunities. Like that's that's entrepreneurship right there. And it's it's really cool to see.
1: Yeah, and it's it's like we live in a society right now where. Like everyone wants to become an entrepreneur, but no one's actually doing the entrepreneur. No one wants to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, like everyone, like even like
1: influencers now, influencers, yeah. like like I don't, I don't really like. You'll never see me call myself an entrepreneur. Yeah. You'll never see me like do any of that because I'd rather just show it. Yeah. Then then yeah. here and like call myself an influencer, yeah. and and try to do all these little things and that and that. But in the end of the day, like, who are you really influencing? You right. can't even influence yourself, right? Um, There's so, a lot
0: of people I know who are entrepreneurs. Who, I, I mean, that's they just try to take the identity to push them to do their stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, I feel you, but like, you need to be in the business for a little bit longer and then show me what you have for me to call you an entrepreneur. You absolutely. can't just say, "Hey, I am an entrepreneur." Or, yeah. yeah, I think
1: um, like for me, I'll never call myself an entrepreneur, but I'll always have like the quote-unquote entrepreneur thinking where I'm always going to pick something that I know is going to be, there's going to be a lot of people there to do it. Like yeah. cars and detailing, there's always going to be a car. A market. There's always going to be someone wanting their car cleaned. And um, I could take this business anywhere in the world and make money. Yeah, And that's when you want to pick a, a hobby or a, a career, you want to pick something that you could travel anywhere in the world and make money out of it.
0: So here's my question: Over under three years, people are flying you everywhere to get their car detailed. So you're in California detailing someone's car or polishing. You're in New York the next week. You're in the, what's the what's the over under three years? Do you think it's going to be, you know, in three years you'll be doing that where the people are, are are calling you up and saying, "Hey, I want you to fly out here and detail my car," or do you think it's going to be a little bit longer?
1: I think personally, I'd rather, I I'd rather like maybe or, pay like a transport company to bring me your car. And do it here. Yeah. Um so to what shop, I what I do, yeah. I like to have the environment be the same because if your environment is the same and consistent, then you're gonna produce consistent results. Yeah. Um so if I had to change every time I work and something it's hotter, something it's colder, something it's more humid, yeah. then yeah. the the, 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 the quality and results are gonna be yeah. different, yeah. That makes sense. Um so what works here in Indiana and in this bipolar weather that we have <laughs> might not always work in Miami or might not always work in California or stuff like that. So to me, I'd love to get to the point where people are shipping me cars from all over the world and, and they're giving me their cars,
0: shipping it to, to Goshen, Indiana. That'd be so sick. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be so sick
1: because the older I've gotten, I've realized I really love Goshen for what it is. And I mean, I've traveled to a lot of places and people will sit here and will hate on Goshen all day long. Yeah. But the people that hate is the people that haven't really like traveled and seen how ugly some big cities are. Yep. And I at least I can yep. feel comfortable walking outside in the dark yep. to my car then yep. have to look over my shoulder.
0: Yep. I 100% feel that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I realized that really, really young when I was like, man, this is actually a really, really beautiful town and you can make a lot of money if you work hard. Yep. And there's a lot of people here that are millionaires that you don't even realize they're millionaires. Yeah.
0: Elkhart County has the most millionaires per capita than any other county in the United States. Oh,
1: I have a lot of millionaire clients. Or
0: maybe not the United States, at least Indiana. I could be wrong, but I think it's the United States.
1: I have, I have a lot of millionaire clients that have like tried to invest in my company and really but, but for yeah. them
0: for them they they just see it as an opportunity and yeah see it they want to
1: make it big they want to yeah. they want to they want to make it a production detail shop but i don't that's not my vision and I, i've told them that from the beginning where i've been like this this isn't what my goal is i don't want this to be like i do 20 cars in the same way i do this no because yes Sometimes i charge $3,000 to do a car, but you can't replicate that for for 20 for different cars. 20 different cars yeah. in a week. Yeah. And try to teach you'd probably need 15 employees
0: at least to, to get to that kind of level. Too. That's yeah. tough, dude. And then how do you can how do you maintain the employees? That's just the expansion of that's difficult. And for them,
1: like there a lot of my millionaire millionaire clients are RV owners, like they yep. own RV plans. And for them, like their turnover rate is really high, so a lot of their employees. I mean, they're they're firing one, and hiring another almost every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, that's not possible because if you're gonna come, like, be my employee, you're gonna you're gonna learn from the bottom, everything I know, yeah. and then grow your way up. And if yeah. you're not willing to grow your way up, then you're not a part of the business. The learning curve is way hard, way exactly. different. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and the the way our are, they've portioned off everything. So you can you only learn one small aspect. So it's like they can you know, you just literally put on the, the decals. Yeah. And that's what you do all day. And to learn that may take a week or two and then get good at it, it might take a month or two, but it's not the same as the full you know, each car comes what you've told me is each car comes in and you've learned from hour after hour of like how do I handle this situation? Yeah. How do I handle this code? How do I handle it? and to learn that's going to take the same hours, the same time to do that too. So.
1: Yeah, be, like I said before, like living here is a blessing and a curse, because you can get you can you can make really good money here without a college degree. Yeah. It's, yeah not even need, a, a high school degree, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, the Amish, for real, dude. Eighth yeah, grade, they're out. Yeah, but at the same time, you can get comfortable really fast here. Yeah. And next yeah. thing you know, ten years down the line passes like nothing. Yeah. And and you're you're working in the same place, doing the same thing. You haven't done anything more with your life.
0: Yeah. That's that's where. Here's the thing that we both were here for 2008. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. When, when was... one out of three people didn't have a job because they were part of the RV industry. Like so, it's not it's not a thing that's always going to be here mm-hmm. either. Hopefully, I pray it is. Uh, I hope it's established and maintained, but. I mean, we've lived through the recession, and for everyone, it was recession here in Indiana, and specifically Elkhart County. It was a, a depression.
1: Yeah, because RVs are directly re- like correlated to the economy. If the economy yep. is high, then you're gonna want to buy an RV because it's, our RV isn't not a necessity; it's a luxury. Yeah. So you you have a lot of money, you're gonna buy one. If you don't, like right now, RV sales dropped a lot. Yeah. Just because of the tariffs, all that stuff, and people yep. are like, "Oh, the economy is so high," but it's like, where, where? Because we don't see it here. Yeah. our economy's dropped quite a bit and and uh, yeah RVs RVs are i think there's been a lot of trends that are going to get RVs popular again like people that like to small you know, hot tiny li- li- houses li- live, in, live in their vans live in mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah. but RVs companies that jump on that need yeah. a if, if I yeah, see but those that, are
0: like people who don't have a ton of money either, yeah. Like the yeah. RVs that are being made are a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand to you know, yeah, three hundred thousand to you know, t- lowest is 20 grand, maybe
1: exactly. So, what if our RV company like decided, like, hey, we're gonna make a 20,000 RV, make it affordable for people, and then all of a sudden, like, they're it part just of that, explodes. Need. yeah, yeah. Well, don't give away the idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, trust me, if I that's... had enough money, I'd, I that'd be something I want to start. Yeah, like, my brother's. Weird. My brother is working, like, one is an engineer for an RV plant, and I've been telling him, like, like come on, like, jump on, like... This is uh, the trend, this is the future. Yeah, like, yeah. if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of people now living in their, in their van, living in yeah. stuff like that. And so,
0: all in L.A., dude. Yeah. If you ever go to L.A., yeah. or so it's like, in California?
1: Yeah. Well, they, they make a lot of trailers where it's kind of like they have, like, vanities everywhere, and it's makeup trailers for Hollywood in Los Angeles. Really? So, yeah. Wow. So they, they don't do It's it's a really small company And they just do Like Custom trailers Wow That's where my My two brothers And my dad work
0: well, Is it um, Is it in this area
1: Yeah it's in Middlebury Middlebury
0: nice. yeah. yeah And oh, they wow. been wanting me
1: to Get in and I'm like Nah I was like so you're you, doing
0: your own thing man If, if you pay me thing? enough I will Yeah Then <laughs> it justifies me
1: Leaving my business For eight hours a day Yeah
0: So here's I have a question As someone who Is a small business owner Yeah um, how has that changed your perspective on maybe like politics or you know just how things are going? Has that changed at all? Or are you still kind of very similar to who you were? Absolutely, at- I, I
1: changed a lot because I used to, I would argue with anyone about anything, with politics wise, and now I I realize that like it doesn't really matter like who you vote for like like I don't really care at this yeah. point, um like, because people like associate like. Like, if we get into politics, like, people associate, like, Trump supporters with, like, racism. But I've met a lot of customers that are Trump supporters, and they've shown me a ton of respect. Yeah. And a ton of, like, they love my work and stuff like that. And I'm not against Trump, nor am I with Trump. But, like, like people people that, I just stopped. I just stopped really caring. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like, like, we're so small in our area that I could sit here and, like, like bash him or or like hype him up all day long it's not going to do anything. Yeah, like it's if not I just debate yeah.
0: Nor does it affect our community. That's yeah. interesting cuz I feel like you probably are dealing with all different types of clientele. Yeah. And so if you have to deal with all different clientele, not someone who's in college yeah. can have ideals and certain stigmas and and, and things that um, they don't have to deal with other people who believe differently than they are but as a small business owner you have to like be willing to
1: yeah like I yeah. said in the tweet last night when you're a business owner you learn to not sweat the little things in life yeah and like that that guy that wanted to like sit here and like oh it's cause you have uh, you don't have passive income that's why you're doing that and I yeah. was like but I do and <laughs> yeah yeah, I I I, I like to... what
0: he ended with like I 100% agree like you know I, all respect to Hispanics doing their stuff and building their own like that is beautiful yeah and yeah. so like okay i'm glad i mean he he had some stuff that he was like but at the end of the day he realizes it's like why is he crapping on you and yeah. why is he hating on you when it's like dude you need to someone in your community is doing well you need to be supporting. exactly i'm like dude come on bro
1: and for the hispanic community we're really really bad at that yeah. like hispanics will be our biggest downfall to each other no, no Hispanic, like we, Hispanics would be so much bigger if we weren't so such assholes to each other, <laughs> because that's, that's the plain truth. There's a lot of Hispanics that are even racist against each other. Yeah. Like just because you're Hispanic, that you were born in Mexico and you're not American, uh, then, then you all of a sudden are better than them. And for Hispanics, oh my God, we we're so bad at that. We we're almost racist against each other. Yeah. And, and I've always said that, that like, we are our own limit because instead of like helping each other working together being one team because at the end of the day yeah sure at the we're, as a community we're all one team but as a race we should be one team yep. and we we rather just sit back and like talk shit to each other and like belittle ourselves but we could be so much bigger if we weren't such assholes to each other <laughs> That's
0: the plain truth yeah i don't i can't speak on that yeah. but i've seen i've seen it dude i've seen it with um it's 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 all people groups yeah i've seen it with women Women who who belittle other women, it's like, come on, like, yeah. what you're supposed to be supporting each other, and the same with like, I mean, it's all people, groups. yeah,
1: especially minorities, minorities overall. I mean, yeah. you know, there's it's, it's there's women fighting for equal rights, but yet like belittling other women for doing yeah. stuff that they they, sh- they shouldn't, quote unquote, yeah. And like, come on, just let
0: people live their lives, yeah. If,
1: if minorities work together better and you know didn't have to sit here and like talk crap about each other, yeah, then we would grow so much bigger, but instead, we we rather like slut shame and do all this stuff, but yeah, you're, like you're fighting for equal rights and you're you're saying you're all this also stuff. judging and telling yeah
0: other people how to live exactly. I think it's gonna be interesting with Goshen the way it's shifting. I think there's gonna be, I mean, there is, and there will be more and more Hispanic business owners. Yeah, and so I'm excited to see how that changes the culture here.
1: There's a lot here, and yeah, we, we don't 500, really work together. Five
0: hundred plus, yeah, Hispanic business owners. Five hundred small businesses in the Elkhart County area that are Hispanic-owned. Yeah, and, and how so. many of
1: us actually, like, work together to yeah. network and be, be one another. Yeah. All we worry about is money.
0: I think, yeah, network together, but then also just, like, connect into the Goshen community. Yeah. yeah. So, as Goshen as a whole, we're all here working together, too. So, it's like, how do you get... It's not going to be just the Hispanics and just the white people and just yeah. the you know, black people and just the... Uh, Indians, because I go to the Indian restaurant every once in a while. <laughs> you know, what I mean, but it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not so segregated. It's like how, as a Goshen, do we get together, and then how do you, how do people know about you and what you're doing, and the fact that you go and work on B fifty two bombers, and the fact that you go out to Las Vegas, and they're, you know, it's just <laughs> like how, because that's a Goshen thing. Yeah, like for me, I yeah. always said locally, I'm pretty
1: small, but I'm small because I choose to be small. I don't yeah. like, I don't like. I, I like keeping to myself I like being in my own corner working on my own um, I choose to live that life I don't want to be labeled the entrepreneur the 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 person that's like like the an influencer. get influencer yeah all, all these lately these yeah. people that want to be influencers yeah. like like I don't want to be labeled like that because I want my own road I want I want to do my own thing because technically like people that i do that kind of stuff you when you when you join something and you like the people that have succeeded like in youtube and being influencers be, that's they they succeeded because they were first at it yeah and that's because their that's own path they're the pioneers you, you're not you're not going to be anything special following other influencers or other in, entrepreneurs stuff like that you have to pick your own road and run away with it because if you if you don't do that, then you just follow someone else's footsteps, then you're just gonna live an average life. Because yeah. there's plenty of other people in this world that I guarantee you, are gonna be doing the same thing you are, and probably gonna be working harder than you are.
0: Yeah. Dang. Words of freaking wisdom. <laughs> just dropping bombs.
1: Yeah, I've always said that you have to you you. Sometimes it takes people longer than it needs to, but you have to like try something, and try to be the best at it and run away with it yeah because if not then then there's no point really like yeah
0: if you're just why are you focused your passion and your mind and everything on that because you could be doing something else that you actually enjoy and pushing it to such a bigger level
1: yeah and sometimes you hold yourself back because you're so concentrated on being like trying to follow this other guy's footsteps that you don't realize that like you miss a lot of opportunities like i may have missed a lot of opportunities with like millionaires that wanted to invest in my company and make something bigger of themselves but that's not the vision i had that's yeah. not that's not it's what not i had dream. in mind i didn't want to build like a like a detail shop that was average i wanted to build the best and for them they all they want to do
0: is 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 high production and i don't yep. want that take what you're doing in replicate yeah. it on a mass exactly. level Exactly. But then it's like okay you lose because your quality is gone because then you're just you're you're sacrificing your quality for quantity exactly And it's like then it's not you anymore it's just that every other detail shop just and that's producer. why a lot
1: of rv companies are are bad at like companies that that they, that they they're so busy about numbers and producing rvs that next yeah. thing you know that they're, they're, they're their their ratings are down and other companies will all of a sudden drop in yeah. yeah and like for example jaco jaco had like a really bad season of production, and and all of a sudden like um, Forest River took it's over strange. their production and said, you know, we're gonna take we're gonna take yeah. your clients.
0: Yeah, we see that you're, lo- you're 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 slacking. Yeah. So we'll make up that slack. Exactly. And we'll take that business. Yeah. It's beautiful, dude.
2: Back with what you do, doing an average job is like so against the point of what you do yeah like the whole purpose of what you do is to make it look spectacular and if you're just doing an average job at 50 cars a day what's the point of just an average detail
1: yeah yeah average average details i mean there's always going to be that person that wants an average detail and i'll i'll give them the average detail but i don't ever post it like for the most part all the cars that i post are, are stuff that you know i put 20 hours into or yeah. stuff like that and and um you know the the little work it, it, it's to me it's not as, as satisfying like i i rather sit here and restore a car than than sit here and clean your carpets yeah and stuff like that yeah so for me it's always been like my vision has been this and it's not gonna change um and you know, other people have hated on it and been like, "Why don't you do in tears? Why don't you do this that?" But it's like it's my business at the end of the yeah. day. And if, if 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 it fails, it's because of me, not because of you. That's yeah. the end of the day. I rather I rather something fail because of something I did, than look back and be like, "Man, this business failed because I listened to that guy."
0: Yeah, yeah. That's huge, though. I think it's I think because of that, because you take ownership of it, man. There's going to be a lot of success because, of that. and you're seeing you're seeing it. Yeah,
1: and you know, like success is so like subjective. Um, you know, some people see like success as being like, oh, like I made six figures this year. Twelve houses, yeah. and
0: these amount of cars, and I vacation all exactly. Of that. But like success is different for everyone. Like yeah. some people are happy. Like I remember
1: when I worked at Lipper, I made four hundred and fifty dollars a week, and. And I was happy. I, I shoot, I could, I could go and like buy whatever I want with that money. And like right. I always had like the newest, the newest phone, the newest Apple Watch, stuff like that. But it's like, it's like, the success is different for everyone. Sometimes people are just happy with two hundred dollars in their bank account. Some people could see a million dollars in their bank account and be like, "Wow, I'm poor." Yeah. Um. So it's just like learning like what you want in life, and then just going after it because everyone don't like like the other day I said like comparison is the theft of joy and like don't compare yourself to others yeah. because i've comp- i've been compared to others like my whole life from my parents and i've i've learned to just take my own road and if i fail so what i failed but i tried i tried something different i tried something new i didn't just follow what everyone wanted me to follow or what society or what school or what my peers wanted me to follow yeah i
0: just did my own thing that's huge i think also when you step out of your comfort zone man that's when growth happens and so when you do fail you grow and that is it's invaluable growing is invaluable
1: yeah and sometimes you just have to fail
0: and you have to realize like
1: like the world isn't perfect this place isn't perfect we're not gonna make we're not all gonna make a million dollars we're not all gonna be rich and financially successful and financially free and that's just plain truth like we're not all gonna yeah, do life it.
0: isn't fair unfortunately yeah
1: yeah and sometimes you have to chase it and and figure out that because like i've made six figures and i've been happy and then i haven't been happy and it's just like that. to me like money is money but i haven't really like i drive a 500 hundred dollar car and i made <laughs> i made six fig six figures this year yeah, And I, I, I don't sweat it because I, I personally don't think I care enough for, peop, like, people's opinion yeah. um, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that hey, car gets you the point A to point B. <laughs> hurt, man. I drive a $500 car with, like, $600 shoes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, I love it. Dude, we've done an hour and a half.
2: Can that be the title of the podcast?
0: Yeah, I I drive five hundred dollars <laughs> cars so shoes. I'd love to. Uh, and Bro.
1: people people are like, you are you, detailing use these, and you keep them dirty. I I probably car, car I mean, shoe fanatics they'd probably hate me because I always keep my shoes dirty. But I I think they're comfy. That's why I buy them, not for anything else.
0: <laughs> That's huge, and they and they are pretty baller. I've these. Um. Right, I think we should wrap it up dude. <laughs> it's been awesome bro D- yeah. give a, shouts out to where you where we can find you on um,
1: so I'm basically on everything you Google me you're gonna come up with my
0: yeah
1: my de- dedicated detailing name um, I have a website dedicated detailing Um, Facebook Instagram everything you just look it up and I'm usually the first person to pop up now that's, how big that's huge dude. Yeah. it's
0: organic what about uh social media if they want to follow you on twitter um yeah i don't know if you want to give out your you're probably you don't have to you don't have uh, to i'm not really on social
1: media that much i found you because I, I i i heard your podcast and i was like this is actually pretty cool like you don't you don't like all these people that you had on i've gone to school with and like i've known and and sometimes like i hear conversations with them like wow i didn't know that about you and i've known you since like middle school
0: that's so cool, and
1: that's honestly why I I liked your podcast. And when I I didn't even message you to be on your podcast, I just messaged you because I was like, "Wow, this is actually pretty cool, and this is something different." And that's that's another thing, you know, you pick something different,
0: you run away with it because no one else has done this. It's too. what I do, dude. I love talking to people. <laughs> this is literally I love talking to people, so I do. Yeah, want to yeah.
1: And talking to people will will always create these relationships that will will yeah. It's will networking, dude. Yeah. It's networking, hundred percent. That's the same thing, like. Like when you go to college, like don't go to college to learn. Go to college to network with people. Yeah. Because those those professors, some professors are like only there just for shits and giggles, but they make they're they're well millionaires. They know everyone. Yeah. yeah. And and you 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 talk to them, you truly get to know them. You're like, hey, like what can I do to make myself better? And the next thing you know, like you 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 went from just like being an average student, but you talk to people to being like a student that has now a better job than the person that had was the top of your grade yeah just because you sat there and you actually talked to people and you actually talked to your professors and yep. you networked. communicated yeah. we,
0: lincoln and i talk about this a lot we say and we talk about iq yeah and iq isn't always related to like what you know knowledge wise it's how you can communicate what you know yeah and how you can communicate with others and i think that's huge if you can't communicate with others then it's you're not going to get you may get far but it's not going to be to the level that other people who aren't as smart as you can get to because they can communicate you look at the
1: brightest minds in the world throughout history they were never really good at school yeah i mean and and if they were i mean you look at like elon musk who's now changing like everything yeah um stuff like that people like that like they did something different that's why they succeeded. They didn't yeah. follow anyone's. Footsteps. Yeah, they're thinking on another. They're thinking outside the box. That's why, like my girlfriend, she's going to school for counting. Like I'm always like, talk to your your professors. Like yeah. learn learn. How... She going to Goshen. She lives in Elkhart. Okay, is she yeah. going to Goshen? No, or... she goes to IUSB. Okay, great. but she's like, I've had professors that are millionaires, and they're they just they they taught at, at Notre Dame. but They said like, fuck Notre Dame. They're full of pricks, <laughs> <laughs> and they went to IUSB they're not even they're not even there for the money they're just there because they enjoy it yeah and 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 i'm like we'll talk to them like learn how they became millionaires learn what they did to become millionaires yeah and network and like now like she she has like a a, an internship at like a one of the top seven top seven accounting firms in the country is it like crow or yeah she works at crow Crow. and uh and and some of the other people that may be smarter than her in accounting all of a sudden, she has a better job than them, and and she has a better opportunity than them.
0: Just because when of she her graduates college, yeah.
1: yeah, and they're not just like sitting here working at Target because,
0: yeah, it was yeah. easy, it yeah. was comfortable. They yeah. go to Target. That's huge, dude. Yeah. Crow's really nice. I yeah. have a lot of friends who work at Crow. I was an accounting major in college, yeah. so. It's, I know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, she
1: graduates next year and she's all scared. and I'm like, You're, you'll be fine. Uh, she
0: she has an internship at Crow, dude. Yeah, yeah. She's fine. I was and she's she
1: just play her this clip she, right here. She got will be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, worst case scenario, I'm trying to work hard enough to the point where I can hire you and make you and pay you more money than Crow will. Yeah, you can be <laughs> my accountant. <laughs> yeah, you can be my accountant because Lord knows be I need to run running
0: the spreadsheets and all that fun stuff, doing the Excel stuff. And, oh, because yeah. God, I wish school taught us more about taxes because oh, like. Yeah.
1: Making the amount of money I make is a pain when it comes to taxes. Yeah. That's but what i wonder 'cause because, like, you're living in a realm that most of us don't live in. And that's tough because I can't sit here and, like, ask someone my age, like, hey, like, what did you do here? Yeah. How like, anytime I usually have to ask someone, like, for advice, it's usually someone, like, twice my age. Yeah. And that's probably been the toughest part is, like, people my age are scared to go for that and and i I don't think there's anyone around here that that has experienced what i've experienced is i mean i I don't know them at least and gone through what i've gone through
2: yeah it's definitely rare yes if if there is people around here who are your age and making as much as you it's very rare yeah
1: and for the most part like i don't show it because i don't i don't really spend my money on things on stupid things like i don't sit here and drive a nice car have a nice house stuff like that I just live a simple life and figure eventually I'll do something big
0: <laughs> you fall out in a couple of years yeah yeah but then it's still again you can go to Vegas you can do these things it gives you some flexibility
1: yeah yeah that's that's probably the, the thing I love the most is like I, I love being spontaneous I love just like hey you want to go to Chicago for the weekend let's go yeah, or cool. like hey like if I had a friend who was who had no job right now I'd be like let's go to Las Vegas this week yeah. I'm,
0: I'm going We'll go and we'll freaking, we'll ball out. Yeah, we'll enjoy it. We'll you enjoy life. pumping your gas and looking off into the sunset, and not actually looking at how much you're spending on exactly. gas. Exactly,
1: yeah. because because I think the more you worry about money, almost like the less money you have. Yeah,
0: honestly, it just adds more stress. to your Yeah,
1: life. like I I've sat here and like been like, man, like sure I have twenty bucks in my bank account, but at least I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> and and like for the most part, like how I do run my business is like uh two out of the four weeks of the of the month get saved completely i don't touch them i don't see it wow and and then uh one week is fun money and one week is bills yeah so that's
0: so cool so 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 i
1: i live my way like that so i still live poor yeah i still i most of the money i make i don't even see it yeah just because i've been saving it and uh i've learned just to save and and like whenever a recession happens, then then and I can I can sit here. An and opportunity relax. that happens, yeah. You can, you can jump on any opportunity that yeah. happens. Yeah. Because when recessions happen, that's when you want to buy real estate. That's when you want to get into and stuff like that. Because everyone's gonna be selling, and
0: maybe a we'll, uh, recession comes soon. But
1: at least I know I'll be ready.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. That's huge, bro. Well, let's end this up. What, uh, uh, last time, dedicated detailing. Yeah, dedicated all, detailing all on social, any social, social
1: media, media, even YouTube uh it's called gloss junkies gloss junkies (laughs) (laughs) do you have any sponsors you want to
2: shout out or anything like that
1: i don't i've built this all on my own okay i've built this all on my own and i and and i when i first started there was a guy i remember once he 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 was a guy that he he was really rich he has probably like a million dollars of cars and i remember he he talked to me he's like you see that other detail like he wouldn't be that big without me and and i used to always wash his cars every week and he'd pay me 300 dollars to wash all six of his cars and i was like i don't want you as a client i don't want anyone taking credit for what i did i want to know that what i did is because of me and no one else and no one can take credit for what i did or what i'm going to do because i've done all this on my own and i haven't accepted any money from anyone Dude, that's huge, <laughs> and that's that's been one thing that's that's kept me going. Bro, I See
0: that that's literally a thread through your life, even at your ESL classes, dude. Yeah. you're like this is I'm going to work hard. I'm gonna crush this. I'm gonna do this myself.
1: Yeah, and for myself,
0: beautiful, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Not
1: for anyone else because you need people need to learn to stop worrying about what others think and stop worrying about what what society thinks of you because sometimes you have to do something different to stand out. Yeah, you know? and if you don't, then you're just gonna. Like I always said, if you wanna, if you wanna live an average life and do average things, <laughs>
0: that's uh, yeah, yeah, you, you can do it. Life affords you that, but yeah, you will always be average.
1: Yeah, like this podcast. This podcast is like I somehow came up to it, and I somehow like, it's very average, <laughs> but but it's not average because no one else is doing something like this. No one not else is like, man. no yeah. one else is like like showing the youth and what they're doing, and maybe like, sure, we're not, we're not, we're not going this not as high as we should be but we're getting there and we'll yeah. get there eventually but
0: yeah but it's, at
1: least it's doing something it's changing something and, and it's going to create doing a way of something that yeah. is
0: huge with it it's at least i'm doing something and yeah this it's happening people yeah. are listening and they can listen they don't have to listen but it's like at least it's it's being produced it's being yeah, it's being productive yeah and like you
1: so, can
2: go ahead sorry sorry
1: you can you can say here and like sh- like like, sure, like, this may not make you money, but you, at least you enjoy it. That's oh, the yeah. thing that makes you, that that like, when you pick something, you want to enjoy it. You want to enjoy it to the fullest because if you don't enjoy it, then there's no reason to do it. Like, if I didn't enjoy detailing, I guarantee
0: you I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be yeah. here right now. It would be, Yeah, that's huge. You have to enjoy it. I yeah. think that's a lot of things, too.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of things. If you don't enjoy what you do, then, like, unless the money is, like, it comes right away. Yeah. You're doing something that you're, like... Like man, this is this you is didn't the right. work hard more card at it and rock yeah. out for a little bit. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, but for the most part, I can say that every day I enjoy what I do. And sure, those days are stuff is hard and and it's rough, but I I enjoy it for the most part. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Any last words, Lincoln? He's like, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. He's like, can you take me to SEMA
1: to next year? Yeah, exactly. You can come <laughs> to SEMA well, next low year. low
2: of that'd be, that'd be really fun to do. I <laughs> will <laughs> shake on it right now. I've been, I've been trying to
0: figure out how I can make it to <laughs> SEMA. <laughs>
1: I will get you a pass. Just just pay for your hotel and your flight. But... <laughs> it's cheap to go to Vegas, honestly. Yeah, it is. South Bend, dude. Yeah, There's 100 ship flights, bro. $180, oh. round trip, it's can't everything.
0: Beat that. Can't beat yeah, that. Yeah, you can't beat that at all. Oh, that's so good. All right, well, let's end it. I have to I, yeah, listen. Dude, it's <laughs> been right. a pleasure, bro. It's been good. We just chit chat. So.
2: Thank you so much. It's been cool yeah. to meet you. And no problem. You and everything.
0: Yeah. I, I keep to myself usually,
1: so I don't meet people.
0: <laughs> hey, that, that's okay. We'll have you on again, dude. You can just like spaz out again. I love it. Not that you spazzed out, but you could just go. Yeah. You could actually start arguing with people if you want to. One-sided, you just argue against them, and then uh, we'll post it as an alias. I've been the dumbest
1: them. person in the room, so I always like to know. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. Christian? Bro, thank you for coming.
1: No problem. Thank you for having
0: me. What a cool dude. Make sure to go follow him on all social media. Uh, he's still on Twitter. Living the good life. <clears throat> guys, thank you so much for listening to another Tim's podcast. Um, I just appreciate all everyone that listens. <clears throat> whether you're a new listener, old listener. Uh, I, I would definitely appreciate it. Just the amount of love that I'm getting from you guys. It's awesome. Yo, this is the time I normally give a shout-out. Uh, <clears throat> if you n- want a shout-out, shoot me a DM. Follow me on Twitter, at, um on Twitter, N-I-M-T-Z-T-J. And then also, uh, I have a business email, TimmonsPodcast at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email. Love to ch- chit-chat with you. But I'm going to give a shout-out to someone that's already been on the podcast before, Someone you guys know and love, hopefully. Uh, His name is Zach Munt, and he just reached 500,000 listens to on one of his songs on YouTube, and that is just an accomplishment. Half a million people have listened to one song on YouTube, not not to mention that he has thousands of, hundreds of thousands of downloads on all other streaming platforms. So I just want to give a big shout out to, to him. And the song is I Lost Myself, and low-key, it's one of my favorite songs. Like, I really dig it. Uh, I might be a couple thousand of those listens, (laughs) maybe. Um, But anyways, guys, I just love seeing my friends be creative. Creative people bless me. And so I I hope they're blessing you, too. And uh, support your homies, support your friends. Um, Anyways, I'll just sign off now. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you next time on Tim's podcast. Be blessed.